Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. Well, welcome back, everybody. Darren Saul here, your host of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. It's episode 192. I hope everybody's doing well. I have a great show today. The lovely Irene Emily is in the house. How are you doing, Irene? So good, Darren. So good. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my <laughs> pleasure. Thank you for joining us. We've got a great show today. Another very, very interesting show all about hustle and work-life balance. So the topic of today is why the hustle culture is dead and why we need to bring life back to life. So Irene Emily is a successful entrepreneur and business owner in Sydney, Australia, serving brands around the globe. She uses her passion for psychology and communication to deliver unforgettable brand experiences. Irene draws on her learnings and experiences in business building after seven years as a business owner and lifelong student of spirituality, NLP, breathwork, and theta healing to coach, mentor, and activate spiritual entrepreneurs. She has hosted and facilitated multiple events in the entrepreneurial sector to educate, inspire, and drive social change. Achieving this in her personal endeavors enables her to bring a holistic perspective to the challenges that we face as business owners and spiritual beings. So welcome, Irene. Thank you so much, Jaron. That's you know, I awesome. Love, I'm, gonna I love just, I'm gonna just play on one word there. I love that phrase, spiritual entrepreneur. Can you it's elaborate a, on that for us? I love that. Yeah, it, it makes you tick, doesn't it? You yeah. think to yourself, what is that and what does it even mean? Um, look, you know, um, there is a movement um going through the business world and going through society in general, which is around spirituality. Um and just you know, everybody kind of has their own definition of what spirituality means to them. But when I'm using that word, I mean, in terms of this feeling that you're meant for something more. Mm -hmm. And some people may not link that to a sense of spirituality. But you, when you really dig deep in on that feeling, it kind of ends up being a definition of spirituality. Right. So I'm not talking about any particular type of religion or belief system. Um, I am a art and science girl, which yep. means that I do believe in the feeling and intuition. And I also believe in data and science. And if we meld those two beautiful worlds together, we have a really good grounded sense of truth and what truth is. Um, so I feel like um, the spiritual entrepreneur has some sense and feeling around purposefulness and having some kind of um, journey around wanting to know what they're here for or already going through that discovery and that journey. And most of the time it's through the birth of a business or through early stages of a business where that kind of journey comes in. Who am I? And what am I doing this for? And <laughs> all these questions come up. Why? And it is a spiritual journey and a spiritual process for a lot of people. So that, that would be my definition of a spiritual I entrepreneur. I love that. I absolutely love that. I think that's so true, you know, because we're all analyzing more and more every day why we do what we do have we made the right choices um, are there alternatives and i think it's all about getting in touch with who we are 
spiritually and you know getting in touch with our self-awareness so we can make sure we're on the right track yeah 100%. but before we dive into this topic which is very interesting i want to just get a little bit more insight into your story tell us a bit more about you what you do how you ended up working in this way okay cool so um uh yeah so i find it sometimes difficult to peg down what i really do and i will frame it in the right way for you and your people oh. <laughs> whoever's <laughs> watching as well right your people <laughs> My people um that's it so um so yeah look there are things in life that challenge us and um when you think about the biggest challenge that you've had in your life it could potentially be a dark time um that's where I found happened the most change. And those are the kind of moments where we start to get really real with ourselves and ask what really matters? Um, what really matters? And is there, is what I'm caring about, does that actually matter to me? Mm -hmm. And if it, if I thought it mattered to me, who did it really matter for? And so I had a long period in my life, several years where I was in this phase <laughs> and constantly questioning who am I and what am I doing here and is this really all there is to my life? I was living a life of default until I was about 25 years old when I moved wow. out of home. Wow. And um, it wasn't a typical story of moving out of home. There was a difficulty at home which in which I was suffering internally a lot mm. and it took a lot out of me and it took uh, a lot from me in order to change everything that I believed to be true in order to say yes to a better life. Wow. And so through that transformation, I learned so much already. And I feel like it's a part, I'm like, who is that? I have no idea. I'm so different from who I was when I was 25. Incredible. And that wasn't that long ago. I'm 30, 32 now. Wow. So um, through that experience, um, I felt that I, I, I still am on a constant journey of, of learning what we're here for and how best to live a life full of life and not a life by default and not a life that is chosen for us. And so through that experience, I started integrating that kind of work into my real work because when I was employed, I, I was once employed. <laughs> when I was employed, I... Um, felt like something was being chosen for me and because people didn't really talk like this where I was being employed at that time um there wasn't I didn't feel like I was you know going to a place that I that I really enjoyed and so if I'm going to marry that sense of life in with my business what would that look like what would my life look like if I was going to live in more alignment with my truest values love it love it and you know Congratulations to you for actually making that transformational change because not everybody can do that. You know, we all have things that we want to change and we all struggle with things. But, you know, for you to actually do that and achieve that and now you can look back and say, wow, look how different I was then. That's a huge feat in itself. So congratulations for that as well. Thank you, Darren. Um, you'd be surprised how resourceful and flexible you get when you have nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to talk about that a little bit more, like um, maybe a bit later, but um, you know, like when you're at rock bottom, you literally, if you have nothing to lose, you have no fear yeah. and you have all courage. 
and okay. you can just you know, well if I have nothing I can literally build whatever I want and wow. that's really exciting Absolutely. <laughs> it's a really exciting place to be love yeah. and I love that you you know you brought in a lot of those learnings and that spiritual journey into what you do day to day with your customers and your clients so that's you know something that we're going to talk about now as well but the topic of today obviously is a very important one why the hustle culture is dead because we all have this preconceived idea that being an entrepreneur is just hustle 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 working 12 to 15 hour days never stops it's the only way to get ahead you know and we seem to be doing more and more and more with the same amount of time so let's chat about why do we do this what are the consequences and is there a better way <laughs> <laughs> Oh, such an important question. Far out. So life is what you do every day. Yeah. Okay. So if you spend every day hustling for 15 hours a day and you feel nothing but relief on Saturday and Sunday, or maybe you're working on the business on Saturday and Sunday, yeah. and then you go back to 15 hours of grinding, yeah. that will be your life. Right. So there's that perspective. So let's just park that for a minute. There's a bit of an awareness there. We'll just park on the side. Right. Um, so um, it's easy to get stuck in achieving because it kind of releases our dopamine. You know, we get to tick things off our list and getting into doing mode, Yeah. right? Um, I found for myself and recognizing within other people, and you may, whoever's listening to this may check in with yourself as well. When you're going into that hustling, is there a possibility that it's redirected anxiety? Mm. Because I found that instead of me feeling anxious about things, I was actually redirecting that into productivity. Mm -hmm. And so I got really good at doing stuff. Yeah. So it was a healthy way for me to be anxious, which means <laughs> that I was outperforming myself, yep. right? And so there's a healthy way of being anxious. And that was the way that I was managing it. And I was turning it into something productive. Right. So it could be a good check-in point now to ask, is anxiety something that when I hear that word, it kind of brings up something for me? And um, I think the next step to feeling that is also, is there a way that I can redirect that feeling into productivity into my business? Now, the step after that, if you feel like you're, redirecting anxiety into producing results amazing because you found a healthy way of relating to yourself right it's amazing but also to what end yep to what end right you're chasing the dopamine or you could be chasing the feeling that your parents are proud of you yeah um you know we're you're proving we're, something we're, to yourself or whatever proving something you know and there's no end to it right yeah. Yeah. so uh, and some people want to live that out and they want to go until they're 100 years old and that's fine and some people, not so much when they think about it and reflect, right? And so the key thing here is that we're here to grow, not to achieve. Our soul that. wants us to grow, not to achieve. I love that. That should be on a T-shirt. <laughs> if we're here to grow, it's not, not about more we do. Yeah. The more that we do is not equal fulfillment. Yeah. The well, more that we not even grow. about more. It's not even about what... The result is, it's more about, are we growing in the process regardless of the result? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. Yes. Are we growing in the process regardless of the result? hundred percent because it's not about the result. Yeah. Right. And even deeper to that, it's who you are being, who are you being 
Who are you being? Okay. So, all right. And so as business owners, usually the hustle world is that we're reacting to whoever needs us most urgently first. Oh, there's that thing over there. I should be doing this. Okay, cool. There's this course I have to do. There's this client I have to attend to. Oh, someone's emailed me now. I have to go and do that thing. Hang on. I haven't finished on my marketing yet. And so there's there's all these balls in the air that we need to kind of juggle. And we have to go and do so many things on this list that we created. (laughs) And so it's really easy to get stuck into the demands of people and calendars and things that we have to do, right? And I have a theory which so far has been um, successfully approved and assumed. And I'd love to know what you think of this, Darren. I think I've actually mentioned this before. Um, There's kind of like like a control syndrome amongst business owners. (laughs) We love to be in control. Oh, that is for sure. I'll tell you. I'll give you that for sure. (laughs) I'm a control freak. Absolutely. Yep. So we can be in control of how we do our marketing and who we work with and how much we charge. And it's amazing because we feel like we get to decide all of those things most of the time. Um, So we're control freaks. And so that's part of the hustle. That's all part of it has to be a certain way. I need to control the outcome. I need to get this kind of result. I need to get this so much done within a calendar day, a week, within the hour. And so it becomes about rigidity and structure. And, yeah. then, and then we start thinking about the more structure and systems and processes I put into my business, yeah. uh, the more I can get done. Yes. And now it's, then you start to become a hamster on the wheel. Yeah. Right. And so how can I run on the wheel faster? <laughs> how can I run on the wheel faster? I'd love to get off, but maybe some other time. But how do I, how do I okay, cool. I'm going to start taking these uh, injections and make my, my muscles really strong. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to start, oh, I'll get a bigger wheel. So it feels like I'm actually going further oh, than I'm yep. Right? But who you're being is the hamster who's so, so tired and still running and running and running. Yeah. And so there's an element of inf- in, in, um, in, inflexibility there. Mm-hmm. But when we step off the wheel, and there's a space there. What What now? Oh, I don't know. I'm a little bit uncomfortable here. I'm going to go back on the wheel because I know how that works and I know what I'm doing there. Yeah. But if we spend more time off of the wheel, and I don't, don't mistake this for not working. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean not working because you can be not working but not growing or evolving still. Correct. Right? There's a certain amount of reflection that's needed on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's kind of, that's kind of so, what we say when we say working on the business rather than in the business to yes. a degree as well. You yeah, to, to a degree. To kind of get yes. away from the day-to-day and look at the bigger picture. I love that. Let's use that, right? Let's use that and, and put a, a step further on that. Rather than being in your life, why don't you work on your life? Oh, I like that. That's great. That's very cool. You need to work on your life, not in your life. So take the time to sit and reflect. And you know what that looks like? That looks like sitting in a park, looking at the clouds and letting your mind go. And it will probably come up with all the things that you have to do for the day. And that's okay because you're used to thinking that way. That's right. And that's actually a good thing because sometimes when you're relaxed, you're in your um, subconscious mind. And that's when all the best ideas come to you because you're not forcing them. So that's yeah. cool. So that's like you, 
if you welcome those those ideas, welcome those things from the universe because they've come to you from that that place of, of subconscious mind, which is your creative place. That's it. That's it, right? So you give yourself space and actually you learn to be more productive. Yeah. If you go slower, you get more things done. Mm -hmm. Huh? <laughs> I thought I had to work faster to get more things done. Hang on a minute. What if you worked slower and got more things done? This is real. I've put this into practice before. I've seen a gigantic to-do list that I had to do. I went to the park for an hour yep. and I came back and I'm like, hang on a minute. Half of this isn't really important. It doesn't need to be done today. I can move this around. I can readjust the expectation of that with that other person. That's no problem. Nice. If I didn't go to the park, I would have stressed my... Wow. Yeah, because you would have been, in, you right. would have been in so such an obsession focused mode that you wouldn't have been thinking about the bigger picture. Right. Just be thinking so, about taking um, things off the list. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that relates to the hustle. Yeah. That's how that it, in being in life relates to the hustle, mm -hmm. but there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. You know? Um, and after a while you start to realize that actually achievement is illusion. Is it really like what I achieve is that, okay, good job, Irene. Well done. Okay, cool. What next? Okay, good, good, good job. Okay, cool. Let's go out for dinner and celebrate. Yay. All right, awesome. But I'm, gonna be I'm, up, gonna go back but I'm not going to go out too late because I've got to be up early because I've got stuff to do. Yeah, potentially, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, and look, you know, it's it's not to say that that you can't go out and, and get lost in your to-do list. Look, I'll show you my asana right now. It's got stuff all in it. Mm -hmm. But it's also important to have the awareness of like, what's it going to take for you to get off the hamster wheel? Yep. Some people wait decades into the future and they get unwell or a family member gets unwell and they're like sorry i can't take time out of my business and what why haven't i been working on this until this point oh now i'm unwell i have to take time off of work i'd like do you know what i mean yep if it's if you're waiting for something to happen so that you take that kind of action you're probably waiting too long yeah learn from other people's mistakes please Love it's it. going to fast track your involvement <laughs> learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. Very wise. But the, the trick, I suppose, is how do we balance this? Because, you know, we can easily accept that philosophy, but we still have deadlines. We still have to do, we have to achieve certain things. We have ideas and dreams and goals to achieve. So how do we find that balance? That's the trick, I suppose. And I suppose that's quite personal as well. Everybody does it in, in a different way. They do, but I can give you a bit of a scientific thing on it, if that's cool. Sure, that'd be great. Can I whip up my, my, my whiteboard? Yeah, so here we go. Now we're getting serious. <laughs> hey, I love it. Have you had a guest do this before? No. Yeah, I love okay. this. First guest with a whiteboard. I love firsts. <laughs> you can see that. It's yeah. filling up the whole screen. Anyway, if you're listening to this audio, I can also um, explain it as well. Great. <clears throat> okay, I've just drawn a little stick figure. It's pretty small, actually. Anyway, that's Saul. That's oh, Darren. And, okay, that's a guy named Saul. Any, anyway. <laughs> All right. So, right, okay. So you mentioned it's like a philosophy. It's it it sounds like a great philosophy. How do we apply it? Yeah. Is that have I re Correct. reduced 100%. that into a really basic way of asking the question? <laughs> so, okay. So when we're in doing, 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 
that's how much our camera lens can see. Right. So it's that camera angle. Right. And just for so everybody, listening. everybody listening, Irene has just drawn a circle around my head and my torso. Nothing below. Yeah. And quite okay. a small circle. Yeah. When you go out and spend 10 or 15 minutes staring at the clouds and you start thinking of different ways of doing things, you start thinking this way. Wow. And now she's drawn a circle that has got much more space around my, above my head and around my torso. So much more space. I'm going to draw this to remind me of something. If you stay there for a bit longer, let's say half an hour to an hour, that's Irene's really nice, nice spot. Wow. Okay. So I'm getting <laughs> more and more space constantly. Yep. One more. one more. Actually, there's one more after that, but I don't want to blow your mind too much. <laughs> okay. Oh, my Lord, look at that. That's huge. Okay. Exciting stuff. Exciting. This is like almost infinity. Yeah, right. So the circle's actually getting bigger and bigger. Yep. Um, and so if I could relate these to kind of camera angles. So when you're stuck in doing and in the hustle, and all you, you're used to being in one perspective, which That's is right. this little circle around you, yeah. you're not used to thinking in the blue and you're not used to thinking in the green and the white or black. You're just think, used to thinking here. Yeah. And, so, and so your pattern of thinking is stuck in doing. The more that you spend off the hamster wheel, the more often you'll go into blue and into green right? And the easier it will be for you to think that way while you're doing stuff. Uh -huh. right? So then you start to see, <laughs> so then you start to see, hang on a minute, I'm going to apply green thinking now. And from this perspective, what I'm doing doesn't really matter. Uh -huh. so it doesn't really matter that much. And so I'm going to let, I'm going to let go. I'm just going to let go a little bit. Okay. That's really nice. What really matters? Uh -huh. Actually, I'm pretty hungry. I'm going to go and have lunch. So what? So what you're saying <laughs> right, is. From, so what you're saying is, are you saying that when you go and practice um, taking time out often, you start to build the ability to access that way of much larger perspective thinking next time you're in the doing phase. Yes, it's a muscle. It's a muscle. Gotcha. A muscle. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. <clears throat> it's almost like now. the same analogy with mindfulness and meditation. Yeah, right? And whatever gets you in that circle, maybe it's not staring at the clouds. Maybe it's um, meditating. Maybe it's um, playing with your dog. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, so long as your mind isn't too active, maybe it's listening to particular types of music that yeah. usually gets me blasting somewhere. Okay, the reason why I drew this these quadrants here is because these circles have been my applied experience with applying this theory from Ken Wilber, okay. right? Yeah. So Ken Wilber talks about the four perspectives. So the first perspective is I is subjective. How does it affect me? Yep. I'm so stressed. Everyone's expecting all this stuff from me. I don't know what to do. I have to do all this stuff. <laughs> Second perspective is we. Mm -hmm. How does it affect me and another person and the relationships that I have? If I... <laughs> 
if I send this email, how's it going to affect the relationship between me and that person? Yeah. Are they going to want to work with me again? Probably. Do I want to work with that person? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Third person is looking at things as if it's from a, a Petri dish and data. Uh -huh. Does what I'm doing really matter? Is it actually making the impact I want to make? And is what what is the impact that I want to make? Mm -hmm. Nice. Fourth person is when we start to think much, much bigger. I'm going to purposely leave on an open loop because that's where the magic is. And so what does that mean, live on an open loop? I'm, I'm going to leave on an open loop. Leave on an open loop. What do you mean by that? I mean by that is it's, it's an uh, open loops are an NLP thing, which is, um, you know, I'm just going to leave it unfinished. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> all right. Just, gonna, it, just it leave it to chance, in a way. just leave it to synchronicity, just let it be. So, well, my my intention there is that if you really are called to this kind of work, then that person is going to be like, what was the name that she said, Ken Wilbur? Oh, what's that fourth perspective? I have to know that. And that's a good indication for you that you are ready. Uh -huh. Because you're because you're actually taking your own involvement and your own development into your own hands. If I were to give you this number four right now, I'd be spoon feeding you, right? I see. Okay, gotcha. So that's what you're saying. Okay, cool, cool. Accountability and being able to take control of our own development nice. is absolutely crucial to where it's going to be going. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Um, so I don't know what question you asked, you asked but <laughs> that's the answer. <laughs> so really, that was I my mean, answer. I mean, so what we kind of want to establish is, and of course, you know, this is going to be very subjective for every every different person. But if someone is so depleted by the end of the day that they have to force themselves to get out of bed, what are some strategies and tactics they can use to regain that energy and regain that? zest for life and that space that we're talking about okay cool um if i may slightly pivot your question to oh. instead of regaining mm -hmm. it's actually finding a new way of being okay um because when we evolve and develop we don't ever really go back to the way that we were Mm -hmm. And so if you find that you've gotten yourself into a funk or like things aren't working out the way they used to, it's not that you want to go back to where you were, it's that you want to evolve up like into it. the next level. I love okay? it. Okay. So never going back. And never even back. with the like negative it. stuff in your life. Okay. You're never really going back. You're always spiraling upwards. Yep. Very cool. Hopefully. <laughs> you have to have the intention of spiraling upwards. So if you find yourself, and I'm assuming that the kind of, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reflect my own experience on this. There was a time in my business, it was a two-year period. That's what it took. That's the amount of pain that it took me to make change. Yeah. There was a two-year period in my business where I was waking up and I was brainwashing myself to believing this is the life that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I'd be bawling my eyes out because I'd be exhausted, I'd be depleted, I didn't know why I was working so hard. Right. And then I'd go to bed exhausted, depleted, not knowing why I was working so hard, and wake up and be like, oh, oh boy, I think I'll do it all again. I got to do it all again. It took me two years of suffering. Wow. So, okay. All right. So, 
and I had to get, and part of that was because I wasn't really real with myself. I wasn't, I, I knew that I wasn't, it wasn't working for me, but I wasn't brave enough to sit and be like, why isn't it working for me? Because I didn't know what the alternative was. Mm-hmm. That is an absolutely imperative time for you, if this is you, okay? Because this is where transformation happens and that's where revelations come in. Wow. But you need to allow yourself to hit ground zero. You need to allow yourself to get to the bottom because if you keep wading around at level one and two out of 10, let's say you're living at a one and two and you're like, this is super it. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> yes, I can. I'm getting the nod. Okay. <laughs> this is super shit. <laughs> and my life is not, this is not what I wanted this is not what I wanted when I started a business. Yeah. Um, but you keep doing the thing and you're 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 kind of swimming around at one or two. That be, it can become your comfort level and nothing yeah. actually ends up changing. And yeah. that's when it gets dangerous because then you stop dreaming and then you're like, why even bother? And then why try? And it's just, yeah. it's like sad. Yeah. So you need to let yourself go deeper into zero. And that's where the scary part is because it's like, I've never felt that deep zero stuff before and I don't know what's going to happen but the main thing that you need to remember is that you are so beautifully held and everything is always working out in your favor and you wouldn't be where you're at if you couldn't handle what's coming next so you need to have some trust and have some faith in you that I didn't get this far to only get this far yeah so I'm going to go down to the deepest and have a really really real conversation with myself I'm going to let myself feel it all if I if I haven't cried in 20 years and that's the thing that I feel like doing, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Usually what I say when I'm um, working with the older males, they haven't, they're kind of in a space like that. Um, and I just say to them, go driving. Um, not that I would <laughs> say that you should be having the car in motion in this. You could just drive to any other place. Or if you're driving as well and you're a good driver, <laughs> turn the music up really loud, yeah. right? Have you? Do you know the vocal range of your voice, right? Like do you, a lot of, there's, there have been a couple where they're, they're like, I don't actually know. Like I'm, a, I'm always just talking level or I know what, what I'm like when I'm angry. Have you ever screamed? Like Darren, have you ever screamed? Uh, like I when, when was the last time to remember? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just it's just not there. And sometimes we need to shake the body up mm. in order to get to that ground zero. Yep. So after that ground zero, that's when things start to happen. What do I really want in my life? If I'll if if when you have nothing to lose, that's when you make the biggest decisions and the biggest transformations. Beautiful. So if you get yourself internally, you don't have to go and be a monk and go into the mountains, right? If you can get to that place internally within yourself where you have nothing to lose, then you can make the decision to make it forward. The decision that you make in that moment, it is absolutely crucial that you follow through with that because you're then proving to yourself that when I have a moment like that and I'm promising that that I would never put up with this shit again or that I'll have this boundary for the rest of my life or I want a better and this is how I want to live my life now. When you act on that, you're proving to yourself that you, you that you can trust your own word, that you have integrity in yourself, that you have accountability, yeah, right? So it's absolutely imperative that you actually take the action to that. It's not a fleeting moment. It's a moment of transformation for you that can absolutely change the course of your life. So you need to treat it as such. Wow. 
So go on that allow yourself to get to ground zero. Allow yourself yeah. to get to ground zero and listen to what your what your what your body and your mind is telling you. Yeah, and make decisions and stick with them. Okay, yeah. and sometimes sticking with those decisions means going back to your life and everything else is set up the way that it was and it's really easy to get back into the swing of things because that's what you're used to doing and it makes sense yeah. but actually like no actually i'm going to go and clean out my entire desk <laughs> i'm going to shut down this computer for a day i'm going to go and do this other thing and just and then start creating how you see yourself being from now on not what do i want to do yeah. who do i want to be in my business now who do I, who, how do I show up in my business? How do I show up in my business? I'll tell you, Saul, we have a misconception that our time needs to be managed. Mm. It's not time management. It's mm-hmm. energy management. Okay. Well, and clarify that. It's not time management. It's energy management. If you're constantly looking at your calendar and what to do first, second, and third based on what hour it is, and you are exhausted by the end of the, that day, you're valuing your time before your energy. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get depleted after two years of doing that. Of course. What if you were to value your energy first and then your time? I love that. I've never really thought about it in that way. What would your, how would you turn up in business then? So then you'd probably tackle the, the tasks that took the most energy first. Potentially. Well, maybe you, you wouldn't. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe, maybe you decide, actually, I'm going to leave that stuff to later and I'll do the easy stuff yeah. first. I suppose it depends on you. Depends on you. Yeah. I'm a morning person, yeah. right? So yeah. I know I have the most energy in the morning. I'm going to go and do the big meaty stuff in the morning, yeah. right? Because my energy is high then. And then, and then, you know, you know, afternoon slump, I might go and go for a bit of a walk. I'll just go and stare at the clouds for a while. Yeah. Oh, that's not nice. I'm going to go and ease in with some article writing, ease in with some email replies. Oh, look at that. Everything's gotten done. I didn't have to push it uphill. Right. Oh my God, <laughs> who knew life could be so exciting and joyful? <laughs> who knew I could craft my life and not have to feel like I'm listening to everybody's demands? <laughs> yeah. I like right. that energy management as opposed to time management. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was that was a really big thing for me. And when, whenever I share that with um with, with one of my clients, they're like, oh, you're totally right. I've been, I've been, my calendar has been in control of me. I haven't actually been in control of it at all. I keep listening to what my calendar tells me what to do. And that's trap. That's a trap. Yeah. The trap we set for um, ourselves. Mm, I love it. Bless us. Bless us. Yeah. Until we know of a better way of being. And I, I love that point as well where you said life is about growth it's not about achieving a result of course achieving a result is important and we grow while we are on the journey to achieving certain results but the growth is the most important thing and i believe that i love that yeah yeah that's it that's it life is about growth not about achieving results 100 percent for some people, it's about achieving results, and that's okay too. Yeah, I mean, I think there's still a balance. You still have to, you know, you want to achieve something. Like, you're not going to go and spend your two, three years of your life, and if you're not achieving a certain result, you're not going to look back and say, "Well, fair enough, I didn't achieve anything, but I still grew through that process." You might, <laughs> but you still kind of would like yeah. to say, "I actually got somewhere. <laughs> I didn't just waste two." Yes, three that's years right. Not doing anything. <laughs> 
but but but, but to your That's point, right. even if that happened, you can still go back and say, you know what, those two or three years weren't wasted because this is what I learned from them. If you can apply that way of thinking and That's that kind right. of that way of self that style of self reflection, then nothing is wasted, and everything is about growth. Yeah, beautiful. I love it. I love it. Um, and you know, um, anyone who doesn't understand this, they're probably okay with living a life by results and achievement. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you, if if this is like a bit washy washy and like what the hell, <laughs> then you're probably going to go on that hamster wheel and you love it. I love I love getting the new biceps. It makes me feel good when I'm running on it. Some people are built for that stuff, and they. Yeah. they do you know what I mean? And that's how they get it. And they get to the end of their life and they're like, yeah, like I worked hard and I achieved all this stuff and they, they, they get their pride out of that. Do you know what I mean? Some people like they, they get their kicks out of it. Yeah. And, and they might be extremely self-aware and have done a lot of this work along the way. And they already know that that's how they're built and they're very happy to be on that journey because that works for them. And that's fantastic. Yeah. So it's really about yeah. who are you and what do you want? Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. I love it. <laughs> Did you know you had choice? Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Who you, know <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we start businesses thinking that we just we have the freedom of choice um, and then eventually start feeling like we have no choice at all and we're stuck. Really? Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. All right. Are you so really? I'm reading a very, very good book actually on that topic, um, something for the audience as well to – um, take note of and you know you might have read it already or listened to it it's a very famous book it's an older book it's called the e-myth by michael gerber and it's all about exactly what we're talking about and it's about the difference between running a business and just being a technician or having a job that's you know that's your own but it's still a job and you're a slave to that job rather than having a business where you're free to explore lots of other things and the business runs without you. So it's a fascinating um, concept, fascinating book. It's not always that easy to, to build, but definitely something worth um, checking out if you, if you like you know, what we're, where we're going with this kind of line of thinking. Beautiful. I, uh, I've, I've been recommended to read that book for oh, really, years. Really yeah, it's really somewhere on the list in there. Yeah, just, just started um, the last yeah, few yeah. days. Really good. Beautiful. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. Love yeah. it. So Irene, tell us a bit about what you do. Tell us about how people can work with you and what you do. Um, yeah. So um, I, I do have a branding and marketing business, um, but that's kind of not where all this juicy stuff comes from. Sure. Um, I have implemented it into that business, which is great. Yeah. Um, I also coach and mentor people with spiritual businesses because it's at that point um, where it's like, okay, I've kind of been running this business for one, of, one to three years and it's not really working. I've tried, I, I've, I've wanted to start on my own mm -hmm. and it's not really what I expected it to be like. There's a lot of different courses selling me a lot of different things and I don't know which one I should be buying or I've bought one and I don't know what's going on and there's no one keeping me accountable and that's kind of the typical thing what happens when they come to me, right? Yeah. Um, and so the first three or four sessions, because I have a marketing background, um, we're working through the marketing messaging and, and 
how you're operating in your business and what you're doing and all of that. And, and mostly people are coming to me with, how do I do better? How can I run on the hamster wheel better? Right. And so we do focus on the techniques and the tools that we can and the systems that we can implement. You know, are you using project management systems? You know, how are you structuring? Do you have staff? Have you thought about having a VA? Right. And then eventually it's like, oh, I want to do all this stuff, but my glass ceiling is here and I can't seem to get out of this circle that I've created for myself. Excellent. So now it's around session four uh-huh. that we start having a personal stuff around this yeah. and they're like oh now I get it oh, now I get it and the penny drops Love now it. I get it I have to change who I'm being not what I'm doing <gasps> okay now you change who you're being ah oh, now the flow is coming and I click 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 amazing right I'm just gonna repeat so- that. I have to change who I'm being <laughs> not what I'm doing I love that that's really important yeah yeah so um so it's six sessions every two weeks um, over three months. And that's enough time to be breaking through that glass ceiling. And sometimes and sometimes not just depends on how many glass ceilings you reach in that journey together. Right. Um, So um, in those sessions, um, there is some mentorship, which means that I'm guiding you on what's worked for myself and for could even be hundred. If actually, I'm one client. I had two hundred and something now in my branding business, right? In branding. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, based on what's worked for my business, as well as what's worked for my clients' businesses, and all of this time, and for previous coaching clients. So there's some mentorship to tell you what has worked, as well as coaching into what's going to be working for you based on what results you've had in the past. What do you feel like you should be doing? What do you feel like resonates with you more? How do you operate in terms of an energy perspective? Are you a morning person or you're a night person? What? How do you feel connected to yourself, right? So there's also the coaching um, element. Oh, fantastic. Usually, this, usually the spiritual business, they're doing um, yoga or meditation, facilitation, some kind of some other kind of coaching as well. Reiki, and so with that kind of stuff, Reiki, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And so they're really open to having sessions with me with meditation activations um i've got a shamanic drum uh, for journey as well right and all that stuff i pack it all up with like nlp and just juice up that you know crank up the the subconscious with really healthy like thoughts to really get you thinking in here man i love this work it's so good (laughs) just go in there and pump it up light up the fire and off you go (laughs) and do you Um, find do you find that most of your the people that you've worked with have sustained this new path moving forward? This comes down to the accountability. Yep. So remember I said, if you feel like you want to look up Ken Wilbur to find out what number four is, mm-hmm. that is a good indication for you that you take your development into your own hands. Nice. So you wouldn't see me as someone who's going to save you. You see me as someone who's complementary to your own growth path. Yeah. Right. I'm just a tool for you to use. I'm not here to save your life. You've planted a seed. You've you've been a seed of inspiration. Right. And, and you utilize that. If you really want change in your life, you're going to be like, wow, Irene's just showed me this tool. I'm going to implement this for the next six months and see what my life is like. It's up to the person. It's up to the person and how committed they are to themselves. Right. Right. Um, 
probably not the answer you wanted to hear, was it? No, <laughs> oh, no, it's got to do with me. No, no, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Love it. I think this stuff is really important. And, you know, we have to look at things from different perspectives. Yeah. That's the whole point. Um, and, yeah, no one's going to save you. <laughs> no one's going to save you. you gotta, you got to hit zero. Choose to be in control of your own saving and then find people who are going to help you get there. I'm just a cog. I'm not the keystone to to getting you there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's we can't we can't abdicate ourselves to uh, to to coaches and oh they have all the answers. You know we have got to be in control of our coach, own development. I think a good coach will help you find it within yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, a yeah. coach is not there. Um, a coach is not an encyclopedia. It's not a it's not a <laughs> not a book of recipes. Yes, that's right. It's a, someone to spark a journey within yourself but sometimes you just need a coach to kind of get you on the point you in the right direction yes just fast forward it a little bit please if only i had the the foresight to get coaching in the first year of suffering or the first six months of suffering maybe i wouldn't have gone for two years but i did (laughs) but again nothing is wasted you've learned a lot in that process that's right that's right you've grown a lot in that process you know so a lot of what you do today is based on all that reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing 100%. is ever wasted. I really believe that. Yeah. 100%. Me too. Right. Be- beautiful, beautiful um, um, belief to have. Yeah. I agree. Well done. Well, Irene, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing all your great uh, insights and your journey with us. That was fascinating. If people want to find you and work with you, how do they do that? What's the best way? So um, if you feel super moved and you want to share something with me, you can email me directly at irene at ireneemily.com. So Irene Emily has two E's in there, irene at ireneemily.com. Otherwise, you can find me on Facebook and add me there and start up a conversation as well if you want to kind of like just tickle in a little bit. (laughs) You find me on Facebook. Just your private Um, Facebook private facebook yeah that's that's my personal facebook page and just send me a message hey i saw you on on darren's podcast and uh i dug what you said (laughs) just so i can place you there's a lot of stuff going on in there so (laughs) (laughs) great all right awesome so email or facebook and uh, i'm going to help everybody out by putting the link to um is it lee wilber did you say ken Uh, ken wilber Ken Will, I'm going to put a link to Ken Wilber's work so you can have a look as well and go and find out what number four is. <laughs> and um, Irene, really appreciate you coming on the show. It was a sensational discussion, really enlightening. I really enjoyed that and I hope everybody did as well. Thank you so much, Darren. Thank you so much for providing this platform for me to share this information. My so good. pleasure. And everybody, so please check out um, all the show notes, check out Irene's work. If you're interested in having a chat with her, she'd be only too happy to do that. And uh, we'll see you very, very soon for another great episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. If you would like to join me as a guest on the show, I would be delighted to collaborate feel free to buzz me on 0414-659-800 or email me on darren at suspendedanimation.com.au. I'm always on the lookout for great guests who can share their stories and expertise with my community. 
Also, if you have been thinking about putting your own podcast together and not sure where to begin, look no further. I run a really simple three-part podcasting course, one-on-one with me, where I walk you through the entire podcasting journey. You'll end up with a fantastic new podcast to start sharing right away. Feel free to get in touch to discuss further. But for now, though, have a fantastic day, and I'll see you next time.